You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Massive hello to everybody joining us in the live chat now. And I want to apologise actually uh, for being just a couple of minutes late. Um, unfortunately, when you're a freelancer like me and you're trying to be in all these different places at once and then some news uh, breaks like the news that has broken today regarding Martin Odegaard and then the signing of Matt Ryan. Where on earth did that come from? We're going to be discussing that in today's show. Uh, this is the first of two Chronicles of Aguna episodes today. So we'll be bringing you another one later on uh, looking ahead to that game against Southampton in the FA Cup. It was supposed to be the other way round, but of course, the news has broken. Everybody's buzzing. Everybody's excited. And right now, the Southampton FA Cup tie feels like a little bit of a side note, doesn't it? Um, rightly or wrongly. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Nodas Madas points out in the chat, you're Greek, we're always late. Yeah, true. Uh, that's true. Uh, it certainly, certainly is. Uh, big hello to everyone else in there as well. Don't forget, smash the like button if you haven't already. My God, we're we're a minute in. And we've got 121 of you, 122 of you tuned in right now across the multiple platforms. So thank you all so much. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you want to become a member, uh, you can also do so by clicking on the link in the description. We've had lots of you sign up over the last couple of weeks. I'm truly uh, chuffed by that. So thank you to every single one of you uh, for for doing that. Your support is very much appreciated. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into the big news today. Uh, let's start off with the Odegaard story. Now, of course, there's been a lot of developments on this this morning. There was initially, uh, when we all woke up this morning, there was initially uh, a report regarding um, Odegaard's future from a Spanish outlet, uh, El Diario Vasco, who claimed that Odegaard was headed uh, for North London. But since then, uh, the news has been uh, reported by David Ornstein and Fabrizio Romano, who, of course, joined us on the show a few days ago. Um, so let's uh, kind of take you through a little bit of a timeline of, of how it's gone this morning. And in order to do that, I'm going to share an article with you guys that I wrote for 90 uh, minutes on the website. Now, I've had to rewrite this about three times today already because of the pace at which this story is moving. Uh, but just to kind of take you through it. So David Ornstein um, reported that the deal was 90% done. He said it's looking good for Arsenal, but there are still details that need to be worked through. So it's not finalised or at the stage where he's travelling to London yet. And of course, transfer expert Fabrizio Romano, he chipped in on that um, by reporting uh, just a little while afterwards that Martin Odegaard has decided to join Arsenal over Real Sociedad. The deal is expected to be completed in the coming hours. Arsenal and Real Madrid are in contact to reach the agreement. Real want a simple loan until June. Arteta spoke directly with the player and that is said to be a key factor. So what Romano's saying kind of um, in a way, contradicts a little bit some of the reports coming out of Spain. So Fabrizio Romano said that Martin Odegaard has decided to join Arsenal over Real Sociedad as if, you know, there were options 
available to Martin Odegaard, whereby he could have chosen uh, either one of those clubs and Real Madrid would have been actually uh, absolutely sorry, fine with that. However, what we're hearing from Spain is that actually um, that isn't necessarily the case. We're hearing from Spain that actually Real Sociedad fell down in Real Madrid's books in a couple of areas. The first one being the fact that they're not willing uh, to pay all of Martin Odegaard's wages, uh, which is huge. Uh, because, of course, Real Madrid are looking uh, to to save on his wages whilst at the same time, uh, you know, him going out there and getting some experience. Now, we also know that Real Madrid financially are not in the greatest place at the moment. They haven't signed a player for over a year. Uh, Fabrizio Romano told us that on the show the other day. Um, Barcelona are in dire straits as well. So that shows you how much the coronavirus crisis has really hit home and impacted those major Spanish clubs. So uh, for that reason, uh, Real Madrid were keen for whoever took um, Martin Odegaard on loan for the rest of the campaign uh, to make sure that it was a, a deal whereby that club would pay all of his wages. And Arsenal apparently are willing to do that. Real Sociedad, not sure if they were unwilling or unable, which is, of course, two different things, uh, but they were not uh, looking to do that, which has, has made a difference. And Real Madrid are said to have pushed Odegaard towards the Arsenal move uh, because they feel as though they could be competing with Real Sociedad for a UEFA Champions League place this season, in which case, why would you want to strengthen them? So that's another interesting point that you need to take into consideration here. Um I put in the article that since the transfer window opened earlier this month, there's been no shortage of creative midfield players linked with a move to Arsenal. Uh, but according to Ornstein, Romano and the reports in Spain, now Mikel Arteta's side are closing in on Real Madrid's Martin Odegaard. Now, Arsenal have been linked with Emiliano Buendia. They've been linked with reigniting their interest in Hussein Moua. But of course, both of those players would cost Arsenal a lot of money. And having recently taken a loan from the Bank of England in order to deal with the financial sort of implications of the coronavirus, it's hard to envisage a world in which Arsenal could do that right now. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a deal that kind of works for everybody at the moment. And I said, that's where Odegaard comes in. His lack of game time this season and then subsequent desire to go out on loan, along with Arsenal's clear need to bring in a creative player, means this could be a winner for everybody. The perfect fit, as I described it in my piece yesterday. Um, he spent last season on loan in San Sebastian with Real Sociedad, making 36 appearances, scoring seven goals and contributing nine assists, proving that he can do it. Uh, in La Liga, if given the opportunity. But for whatever reason, Zinedine Zidane, who, by the way, today, breaking news, has tested positive for coronavirus, uh, just finished up a piece on that, which will be up on 90 Min very, very shortly. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But off the back of that news, um, you know, well, off the back of the Odegaard news, we then heard that Zinedine Zidane has tested for the virus. So it's a bit of a week to forget for Real Madrid, of course. You know, they, they look like... Um, they're going to be without Odegaard for the remainder of the season, albeit he wasn't playing a great deal. Zinedine Zidane's tested positive for the coronavirus. And of course, midweek, they were knocked out of the Copa del Rey by a third tier side in Alcoyano. So yeah, as I say, week to forget for Zinedine Zidane uh, and Real Madrid, but a week that, Arsenal, that could turn out to be a very good one for the Arsenal fans. Um, and again, just kind of going back to that slight contradiction in the, the reports coming from Spain and what Fabrizio Romano is saying in that um, 
the Basque club's desire was to strike another deal that would see him come back there uh, for the rest of the campaign. Uh, but Real Madrid are said to have wanted um, him to join Arsenal instead because it means uh, it won't blow up in their faces. And um, and yeah, earlier in the week, of course, Fabrizio Romano spoke about the fact that Martin Odegaard is tempted by Arsenal's loan bid and that he's going to decide together with his family. Um so, yeah, I, I, you know, we're talking about him potentially deciding, uh, but it feels very much like actually Real Madrid have probably, I'm not going to say Martin Odegaard doesn't want to join Arsenal, you know, a player of kind of his age, um, his stature will be well aware of what a huge football club Arsenal are and what an opportunity it is that presents itself. But um, it feels like Real Madrid, in my opinion, have kind of pushed him towards Arsenal over Real Sociedad for those aforementioned reasons. A, the financial bit of it. Will Real Sociedad, can Real Sociedad afford to pay his wages? It seems that they can't. Um, and also, of course, the fact that the two clubs will be in direct competition, competing in the same division uh, and likely for the same UEFA Champions League positions, given Real Madrid are so far behind Atletico at this stage. You know, you can you can understand why Real's preference would have been for Odegaard to go overseas uh, and sign for somebody like Arsenal. Um, understanding is it is a very uh, straightforward loan deal that will last until the end of the season. There is no obligation to buy. There is not even an option for Arsenal to buy Martin Odegaard because despite him being left out and having made very, very few appearances uh, for Real Madrid this season, um, it is clear that they still see him as part of their longer-term project, their longer-term plans. So there is no option for Arsenal to buy Martin Odegaard. There is no obligation. There's no clause whatsoever regarding Odegaard's long-term future. So he will 100%, is my understanding, be returning to Real Madrid at the end of this season. Whether he's crap or whether he sets the world on fire will not make the slightest bit of difference. Martin Odegaard will return to Real Madrid at the end of this current campaign. Some of you asking me uh, what number will Odegaard wear? Well, the, the the transfer, the loan has not even been finalised yet, so I won't worry about that uh, right now. Of course, the number 10 shirt is vacant now that Mesut Ozil's gone. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Let's move on uh, to the other big story uh, today, which uh, is also uh, available for you to read on 90 Min. Um, I'll just take you over to that one. I just finished that piece a little while ago as well. It's while I'm a little bit uh, late on the stream today. Lots and lots of work coming through. And as you can imagine, it's difficult to keep up with. You know, you kind of want these things to happen over the uh, longer course of time to give you a chance for a little bit of a breather. But here we go. So Arsenal completely out of the blue, by the way, have signed Matt Ryan from Brighton on loan until the end of the season. Now, I know a lot of people had spoken about Matt Ryan as a potential, um, you know, candidate to come in and be back up to Burn Leno. But there was no indication, was there, from sort of any of the, the big sources um, saying that this one was close. And lo and behold, Arsenal have dropped an announcement today. So I don't know what all the ITKs were doing. Maybe they'd fallen asleep outside London Coney, but they obviously didn't see Matt Ryan sneaking in the training ground. Here he is. The interview's been done. The pictures have all been taken. The official announcement has been made. And Matt Ryan is an Arsenal goalkeeper again until the end of the season. Now, this situation's a little bit different because, of course, with Matt Ryan, we know that his Brighton and Hove Albion contract 
will expire um, at the end of this current season. So, uh, you know, what does that mean um, in terms of of how we proceed forward? If Matt Ryan comes into Arsenal, if Matt Ryan impresses Mikel Arteta, impresses the staff, there is a chance uh, that, of course, Arsenal could move to sign Matt Ryan because, as I said, uh, Matt Ryan is... Um, a free agent in the summer. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes, um, how that one develops. If you're wondering why I'm, I've stopped sharing the screen, it's because it's making my thing freeze. Um, so yeah, I, I've just taken that off. But as I put in the in the article right at the top of it, while all the talk today has been dominated by the seemingly imminent arrival of Martin Odegaard from Real Madrid, the Gunners have moved to bolster their goalkeeping options by signing Brighton's Matt Ryan on loan until the end of the season. Spoke a little bit about the impact that, that Emmy Martinez had um, coming in uh, at the back end of last season and how the fan base were divided and split um, on whether or not that was the right move from from Arsenal and Arteta and and what happened there uh, but you know it's it's what is clear is that in Runarsson Arsenal don't feel they brought in somebody who's ready right now to step up to the plate to take up that mantle to to be uh, a reliable pair of hands in the event that something happens to burn Leno so uh, for the time being you know they've they've moved to get Matt Ryan and and Fabrizio Romano said it on our show the other day, didn't he? When we were talking about the goalkeeping position, the left back position, he said that it was all about opportunity and Arsenal seizing any opportunities that came along in this window. They haven't got a great deal of money available. They're not in the strongest financial position they've ever been in. The market is very strange. It's a very weird one uh, because, of course. Um, you know, the coronavirus impact on top of everything else right now um, has made things really difficult at Arsenal. But it was always a case of if an opportunity came along, if an opportunity presented itself, Arsenal were going to take it. And that's exactly what they've done in the signing of Matt Ryan. It feels like they've seized an opportunity that, look, let's be honest, doesn't really inspire the fans. You know, he's not a goalkeeper that gets you up off your seat. He's not. For me, when I read it, I was like, hmm decent piece of business, but that was it. Uh, but it is a shrewd piece of business. And we're talking about someone with plenty of Premier League experience, 28 years old. He's played 121 times in the English top flight to date. Only made 11 appearances in the Premier League this season. And he hasn't actually been a part of Graham Potter's squad since the trip to Leicester in mid-December. But as I say, with his contract due to expire in the summer and the fact that whatever's gone on there has gone on, uh, you know, an exit for Matt Ryan has been on the cards for a while. Uh, Edu has described him as an experienced goalkeeper and a proven talent in the Premier League. He says he will further strengthen our squad with his knowledge of playing at the highest level. Yet another indication that the the Arsenal hierarchy do not feel that Ed uh, that in Alex Runarsson they have someone with the qualifications, if you like, to play at this level regularly and be trusted, which begs the question of why the hell did we sign him in the first place then? But it was a move of desperation at a desperate time. Um, and it was a move uh, that Arsenal felt they had to make. It was a very low risk move, you know, £1 million transfer fee, whatever it was, um, isn't going to make a massive dent in the football club. But obviously, uh, in this first few months of the season, uh, Arsenal have identified that he's not quite up to it and hence the move for Matt Ryan. Will he be involved in the game at Southampton tomorrow? I've had no proper confirmation either way, but for me, it feels like that game is going to come around a little bit too soon for Matt Ryan. Um, 
because the, the, the loan deal is still subject to the regulatory process being completed. Um, Arsenal made that clear in their statement when they announced the transfer. So we don't know if he'll be available, involved in the squad at all uh, to face Southampton in the FA Cup fourth round tomorrow. But uh, we expect him to probably be involved for the game against Manchester United next Saturday. So that is the latest on uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a gunner for now until the end of the season. But of course, the fact that he becomes a free agent at the end of this current campaign means that if Arsenal feel he's impressed them, if Arsenal feel he's a capable deputy, we could snap him up on a free transfer come the summer. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one as well. Right. Uh, that's kind of the big news regarding Arsenal today. Now's the time for you guys to get your questions into the live chat. We're going to go for a little bit longer. Um, but as I said, I promise there will be another stream uh, later on today as well, because, of course, I am swamped. I am swamped uh, with work today, given everything that's going on. We've been covering Odegaard. We've been covering Matt Ryan. Head over to 90min.com uh, for some Arsenal coverage that I'll be bringing you Mondays, uh, Thursdays and Fridays for the next few months. Um, so head over there. Check the website out. Uh, I'll be sharing the articles on my social media at all times. Any retweets, any likes, any comments are all appreciated. So please get involved, show some love and show some love to the show. Make sure you've hit that like button if you haven't already. Um, that is a very, very much appreciated. And if you can see all the lovely people in the live chat with a little icon next to their name, that is because they are members of the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel. If you want to become a member and help support me to bring you more content, to get access to our members only content um, and access to our Discord server where we're talking Arsenal pretty much all day and all evening, come over, uh, become a member, join up and uh, we look forward to having you. Uh, right, let's um, let, let's go to some of your questions Um uh, Prince points out that according to James Olly, Matt Ryan has been registered in time to feature in Arsenal's FA Cup fourth round tie at Southampton tomorrow. That's excellent news. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, so really, really uh, pleased to hear that. You know, the fact that they've done all the pictures, they've done all the interviews suggests that he would have been at London Coney probably yesterday. Uh, so perhaps that's something that they put in motion uh, a little bit earlier on. So that's, um, that's brilliant. Um, Jashar Josia asks, how many loans can we have? Um, I don't know exactly what the limit is without going away and looking at that. But th there has been a lot of talk about the Odegaard thing. And the question has been, can you take more than one player on loan uh, from the same club? Because, of course, Arsenal have Danny Ceballos uh, currently in their ranks. The answer to that is you can have more than one player on loan unless uh, from a club unless it is a another British club. So had this been a loan deal from another Premier League club, we wouldn't be able to do it. Just like we can't bring in another player from Brighton on loan, not that we particularly want to, but you know what I mean. Um, you get my drift. Uh, so that you can only have one player on loan from each Premier League club. So that's a domestic rule, not one that applies to dealing with clubs overseas. Um uh big hello to Dyer, who's uh, says harry keep up the content it's my birthday thank you uh, so much mate and happy birthday to you hope arsenal are making it a nice day for you um look odegaard on loan decent signing matt ryan on loan decent signing they're not the kind of signings that we've been used to in the past in terms of you know with odegaard yeah i'm excited about it but of course it's just a short-term loan deal as i said so not exactly groundbreaking stuff from arsenal at the moment but solid 
shrewd, um, smart moves that I feel could help us get closer to achieving our goals come the end of this season. Uh, JG10 says, how can you gas up Arsenal's recent form as the second best in the league in the last five games on the gas tank? Yeah, sure. Um, I always get stick on there, always trying to defend the Arsenal. So for sure, uh, we will um, we will make sure uh, that, that we're bringing that up today. Uh, if, of course, they, they start throwing mud at Arsenal. It's likely to happen. Uh, David says, would you sign Bertrand as cover to Tierney? I'm not sure Bertrand uh, would be happy necessarily uh, to come in as as cover to Kieran Tierney, but we'll have to wait and see on that. I think a left back is a position that Arsenal um, are interested in. Uh, Mikel Arteta alluded to that in the press conference yesterday. We discussed it on the last show. So it's not completely out of the realms of possibility that Arsenal will bring in a left back. Uh, it's very clear that the first phase of this transfer window was to move people out. They've done that successfully. Three bodies who were all on decent money out of the door. And now it's about focusing on what business we can do in terms of incomings. But you also have to remember that Arsenal's squad was majorly overloaded in the first place. Um, so if you see less incomings uh, than outgoings, then that's why uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this concluded our business. Matt Ryan, Martin Odegaard, I think that'll be it for Arsenal in this transfer window, unless, as I alluded to earlier on, an opportunity presents itself, one that Arsenal feel is too good to take. Unless that happens, I would imagine that that'll probably be it for Arsenal in this transfer window. But nonetheless, we've addressed the two positions that are really, really important to us. Mohamed Adam says, hi, Harry. Thanks for the great work and timely show. Is Ryan going to count as homegrown? Seen different opinions, some mentioning his mum's heritage and others mentioning his youth career. Again, mate, I'm not um, going to sit and lie to you and pretend that I 100% uh, know the answer to this. He is, he does have British nationality as well. From what I understand, I think he's got both. I think he's got British and Australian citizenship. Um, obviously. I'm not sure how necessarily that works, though, with regards to the homegrown rule. Arsenal, to my knowledge, have only had one Australian play for them before. So it's not something I'm completely uh, clued up on, but we'll find that out. I'll make a note of it um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss that on the stream later today when I've had time to go and look at it in more detail. So, Mohammed, if I forget to do that, mate, bring it up uh, later on. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Brad Richardson, one of our members, says... Matt Ryan is an Arsenal fan, so it can't be bad. He is an Arsenal fan indeed. Uh, Thomas, one of our members, he says, hey, Harry, finally, progress. Let's go, Arsenal. Smash that like button, Gunas. He says there's 316. That was a while ago because there's more of you now. Um, but yeah, make sure you hit that like button. I haven't checked to see how many they are, but the more, the better. Let's get to at least 100, 150. There's enough of you watching. Um, Chris says, cheers from the USA, Harry. I've seen Odegaard could play on the wing as well, or pair with Emil Smith-Rowe and, and hold with with Thomas holding. So Emil Smith-Rowe wouldn't be blocked, but would get some rest given his injury history. Exactly. And that was one of the po key points I made in my piece was that the fact that, um, the, the fact that he is going to be coming in with no possibility of that loan being extended or no possibility of that stay turning into a permanent thing, then that means that 
you know, it, it just feels like the perfect fit. We know that Emil Smith Rowe has had physical issues in the past, and we hope that he can uh, overcome those, of course, because he's shown glimpses of what a fantastic player he can be. Um, truly buzzing a, a about sort of what the future holds for Emil Smith Rowe. But uh, we've got to be conscious of that. We've got to be aware of that. And bringing in someone who is only there for the short term, but has the quality to impact games right now, I think is probably the smartest move. Financially, it makes sense. Uh, you know, in terms of the, the team dynamic, it makes sense. He's someone with a point to prove as well is Martin Odegaard, which uh, will mean he's very motivated uh, to come here and um, and, and make an impression. Uh, some of you pointing out that it's a, a uh, four is the loan limit in the Premier League. Yeah, sounds about right. As I said, um, I haven't looked at that properly to, to give you uh, a gospel answer. But yeah, it sounds about right to me. Um, Harry Gray says, would you say with all the outgoings and the incomings of Ryan and Odegaard, it's a successful January window? I think it's as successful as it could have been. If that makes sense, you know, ideally you'd have wanted to see Arsenal go and bring in a, a creative midfield player on the long term deal, someone that we really wanted, a number one choice, if you like. But unfortunately, th the circumstances right now, not just in football, but in the world, have made it very difficult. The January window is notoriously difficult uh, anyway, r regardless of all of this that's going on. So, yeah, I, I would. I would say that it's probably as successful a window as it could have been. We'd have addressed the two positions that really needed addressing. And for me, um, that's kind of enough. <laughs> uh, Barry Sampson, love this one. He says, I've heard that if the viewers smash the like button, then William won't be picked. Just saying, well, smash the like button. There's only one way to find out. Um, what else have we got here in terms of your, uh, in terms of your comments? Um, Lewis Cooper talks about uh, Martin Odegaard. He said he hasn't seen a lot of him, but what is his? What is he like in terms of does he track does he track back enough? He knows that's one of Arteta's non-negotiables. I think he is a pretty uh, hard-working player, uh, Martin Odegaard. But obviously, his strengths that I'm aware of uh, are his ability to create opportunities, to score goals, to bring people into the game. He's meant to have a good set piece on him as well. Um, very good at playing balls between the lines, taking up the kind of positions that Emil Smith-Rowe does and Mesut Ozil used to do previously. Uh, so yeah, it feels like he's a perfect fit for that role. Um, you know, Emil Smith-Rowe works very hard and does get back. And, you know, that's great. And I think Martin Odegaard will be able to to mirror that, of course. But what I would say is that I think the whole point of kind of playing the right midfield pair, um, you know, in 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 my opinion, which is Granite Xhaka and Thomas Partey, is to create that base on which the number ten can make defending a little bit of a of a side note, if you know what I mean. So he can make. He can do the defending when it's needed, but you want to have that midfield pivot that kind of gives and affords that that freedom uh, to the likes of uh, of Martin Odegaard or Emil Smith or whoever it may be to go on and really impact the game in the final third. That's what Arsenal have been missing for large, large periods of this season. Um, Mikel didn't want to do it. He didn't want to play with a number 10 early on in the season. Maybe it's because he felt... Uh, without Emil Smith-Rowe available. He didn't have someone he trusted in that role. Tried it a few times with Joe Willock. Simply didn't work. Um, and now we are where we are. But I think Odegaard will bring a lot to this side. Uh, I just hope that the kind of embedding period, the settling in period, won't take too long. Because as we know, um, 
it's not uh, there's not a lot of time uh, for him to really make an impact that Arsenal, of course, joins in January towards the back end of January. And of course, come the end of the season, he'll be off. Um, Gunatel, one of our members, asks, do you think that it is uh, that will be our business concluded for Jan? Or do you think we might have one more surprise up our sleeve? Kind of touched on this earlier, but I'll quickly um, I'll, I'll quickly uh, repeat kind of what I said earlier on. I think that'll be it personally, but that's just my opinion. I don't have any information on that. It's not insider knowledge. It's none of that. So please don't take it that way. But my gut feel is that having brought in an attacking midfield player, of course, we're waiting for that to be completed, but it's 90% done according to Athletics' David Ornstein. Because of that, and the fact that we've managed to bring in a goalkeeper as well, two positions we were desperately, desperately in need of strengthening. I think that'll be it. I think that's what's what's most important. Um, and I don't expect there to be any further business. Uh, Clement, one of our, our members as well, says any change, any chance Sabitzer will come. Can't see it, mate. Uh, Sabitzer will command a huge, huge fee um, because it's just... Um, it's just the, the the way things go. You know, he's a top player playing in a top side in Europe. He's made an impression in Europe, in the Champions League as well uh, as in the Bundesliga. So, you know, I think that in the event that uh, RB Leipzig were going to consider selling Marcel Sabitzer, there'll be a there'll be a serious asking price uh, put on his name. Um, let's see uh, what else you guys are saying. Uh Dave Atkinson says that Matt Ryan will be classed as a British player because of his Scottish mother. Great. Um, hopefully that is the case. Of course, it makes life easier, doesn't it, for Arsenal in terms of uh, registering that squad. A uh, big shout out to Kevin Campbell, former Arsenal man. Check out the Highbury squad as well, where Kevin uh, features daily. Make sure you get over there and check it out. He says he covered Odegaard all last year and he was brilliant at Real Sociedad. A talented baller. So let's see what he can do in the fast and physical Premier League. Um, yeah, so uh, looking forward uh, to seeing what Martin Odegaard can do, of course, when that deal is eventually completed. Um, in terms of the left-back position, lots of you asking about it again in the chat. It's not to my knowledge that Arsenal are close to doing any deal for a left-back at this moment in time, uh, but that may change between now and the end of the window. As I said, my gut feel is, is probably not. I think that'll be it now, uh, but hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully we do get players in a player in the left back position because it's certainly an area in which we're in need um lots of you asking questions about the game tomorrow and and Matt Ryan's uh potential sort of participation in that do not worry we'll be covering that on this evening stream we'll be looking ahead uh, to that game uh, against Southampton in the FA Cup we'll pick up any more transfer stuff any more developments uh, in the Martin Odegaard story along the way as well. And we'll have a lot longer uh, for me to be able to take your questions. Unfortunately, going to have to leave it there. As I said, absolutely swamped with work today, uh, which is a good thing, of course. Uh, but we'll be back uh, a little bit later on with another show. So as promised, we'll be bringing you two Chronicles of Aguna episodes uh, today. So stay tuned for that one. It will be coming to you at around about... 5.45 p.m. UK time, but I'll be scheduling that stream. So those of you who are watching us on YouTube, keep an eye on your app and you'll get that notification uh, when that is in the diary. Right. Until then, uh, take care of yourselves. Stay safe and uh, we'll chat again later in a little bit more detail. Cheers.
You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. <laughs> 